0: Hey, what's going on? It is going to be really hard because I really want to talk to you here on the podcast, but I only have a few minutes, so I'm going to turn this into Life Segments episode. I haven't done a Life Segments episode in a while, but I think it's overdue for this one, getting back into it, and overdue for more Life Segments episodes. I'm excited, and I'm also excited to get the news that Spotify... Is doing a lot for creators. Stay tuned. Um, they do have a YouTube channel, Spotify, and, uh, they have a live stream, um, Spotify streaming, stream on event sometime on the 8th of this month. I have a lot going on. I hardly ever get to attend anything live anymore. I always hope that every, everything is pre-recorded for later. Um, and so I got excited when I was looking at the, uh, the calendar and just seeing that they had a YouTube channel and thought I would subscribe over there. So any content from that will be put in the show notes from, um, any resources for creators, um, in any future episodes. This one is live segments, but, I'll probably be doing a future one more based on their stream on event because they are doing some things for creators. They said they have a many new things for creators. I didn't want to look at the spoilers. I didn't have time. I only had like barely a minute this morning as I was responding to emails, uh, personal emails, not podcast related. Um, and that is that. But I really do appreciate all the listens last episode. I, I think it's helping people rethink I'm going to be catching up on my calendar tonight as I've been catching up on correspondence with you guys. Um, and so I haven't really been responding as much, just been kind of reading a little bit. And, But I really do appreciate this um, as I'm enjoying an end to a very, very stressful but necessary week. And we're going to talk about life. We're going to talk, we always talk about life, hence life is our reality show, right? But we're going to talk about, because I did a whole judgment series, and this series would not be complete without a courtroom episode. If your life was a courtroom, this came to me in a very lucid meditation this week, and I had to... Title it here, share it. If your life were a courtroom or what do you do when life is a courtroom? Cause it's, it happens. It has already happened. It will happen. So what the hell do we do here? So we're going to talk about that and, um, get even further deeper in life in this episode thank you so much for tuning in life is our reality at gmail.com hit that spotify reply button in spotify which is one of their new ways they've introduced for creators and uh listeners podcasters listeners like to just communicate it's been really nice communicating with you guys over there in the comments and replies not just on here but on other podcasts as well um And writing out thoughts. So you can go ahead and do that if you would like. Voice message link down below. If you want to join the conversation, I've had some good collaborations on WhatsApp that I've been able to share here on this podcast that I've been excited about. So that is really cool. Um, and you can send communications. Through that email, lifeisareality.gmail.com, in any format, text, um, with written, um, anything you've been writing lately that you want to share with our community. Um, or voice, a voice file, or anything like that that can be shared into the show. I'm not sharing names from emails because I'm keeping a lot of the communication private Um Unless I see something that's about the episode, then I'll share it. Or if I see indication that you would like what we're talking about to be shared. Um, but I do try to keep your privacy in mind as a listener who wants to communicate with me. And I do appreciate it. So thank you so much. Um, catching up on DMs over the weekend and comments and so on on Facebook and um, DMs on Facebook as well over this weekend. It'll be good. And um, we'll lead us to more here on the podcast. So stay tuned. Um We're jumping in here. Life segments. If and when your life is a courtroom. So really good news. I, first of all, lied to myself about catching up. On calendaring, I'm making all this kind of a Sunday project. I've more importantly been catching up with people, family, close friends, etc. In person and virtual. And found a hack for Google Calendar that you may be struggling with. I was struggling with for a good couple of years. And that is to categorize your calendar the limit of having computer access only is now gone from what I can tell, and this could have been an error on my end. Misinformation, kind of misuse of the web browser. I tried um, a couple different web browsers over the years. Maybe they just updated it. It is web-based. Calendar.google.com. In Safari for iOS, for example, you can now go in and create... New calendars by going to settings. Within the drawer navigation menu, go into that settings pop-up. Go past, down past general and all of that and go into my calendars. Go past subscribe to calendars into, or go to, uh, the settings pop-up menu. Go to add calendars or add calendar. Go past subscribe to calendars and create new calendar. Type your name. If you feel you need to add a description, it's completely optional. Maybe that description could be a resource link or just a blank space for now and you can hit create or save um, near the top and you can look in your app and it will be there for you. And you can create as many of these as you want from what I can tell. And so I created an exploration calendar for kind of exploring different things, definitely been exploring a lot of different spiritualities and religious stuff that I've always explored over the years since I became an adult, kind of the age of 18 is the age to really get in on that and kind of revisiting all of this um, for a lot of different reasons and deep work and just exploration. Curiosity, this kind of thing, um, deep within. And so it's, um, a lot of deep work and really cool. Um, so really can't wait to get in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you this week with insights here in this episode. Um, life segments is over a period of time. And so now we're kind of here this weekend. I can't wait to get into the week with you get into these life segments and the results and the deep analyzations and deep assessments that come with realizing that your life is a courtroom. Who is the judge though? That's the question. Not only who is the judge, who is judging, what is the judge, but Can this courtroom be transformed and transformed into another room, transformed into something else entirely? Or can you move? Can you move through things? Can you get out of the courtroom and life that we're gonna be exploring? And um let's get into our week together. I am happy though to admit that I finally followed through with the promise I made to you guys over on Twitter at Life is Art Reality and to Google themselves that I would in fact get in touch. I was able to do that with talking about the edit fields, not reading and editing or allowing to edit by element inside that edit field, events, notes. Etc. Within Google Calendar I was able to inform that and the suggestion for sounds to organize calendars and events in addition to colors. And I was able to literally hit the feedback button, write that down to them. But I did add the kind calendar, kind, uh, not kind calendar, kind candor element to it and let them know how much I appreciated the two-finger double-tap we have as voiceover users to add to the calendar in the iOS app of Google Calendar. So finally follow through with that. And it's really nice to follow through with a promise, even if it takes some time. So if you have a promise that you need to follow through with and your life is a courtroom, one of the best ways that you can uh, soften... The hammer, as it will, um, or maybe kind of take away or make your case work for you, if you will, is to in fact follow through with your promises in getting into your week on a good note. In getting into our week here, I decided not to judge myself, and save the planning for Monday. It's going to be between Sunday and Monday with calendar stuff, and it really wasn't as hard to backtrack everything that I did over ending the week into the weekend, and the funny thing about all that is, is I've been extremely busy, and it still was not as hard. have just been doing it, I guess, long enough planning future as well, and uh, making this time about coming in here into this space with you, getting away from the story of the mind is actually, there's a way of doing it when your life becomes a courtroom, because sometimes you're the judge, and sometimes others are the judge. A nice dark roast coffee to have in your courtroom here. Try to make your space as comfortable as possible, and grab your favorite drink. I love getting into Life Segments episodes already, I actually kind of miss it, instead of coming in to a whole new episode, I've actually already updated you with some things, so, pretty good start so far getting into the week, and, uh, the story, we're gonna kind of start off with this, because, again, there are going to be those that judge, and sometimes you're going to turn into the judge, and you're going to have a hammer. And we don't like to think about that. We only want to think about when we are the judge and this kind of thing. And um, It's really, really weird. how this actually works, because I kind of want to get into kind of some ways that we go into our story, and then some ways that we can get away from it. And one of the first ways that we get into our story is when We are not preoccupying our time with good old healthy activity. And I don't just mean your self-care stuff because, let's face it, life can be as serious as a courtroom. And because of all that, it's, um, we've got to be pretty aware and accepting of the fact that life is more than just self care. It's not based on the self care that is around you. It's in fact based on your foundation and everything you've chosen to do. So bear with me with this microphone. But, um, that's really what it comes down to. And so the best way to understand this is to understand how much you're actually, in fact, talking about Your reaction, your feelings, and how much you're actually, how much time you're spending on this. Like, you can even be as busy as possible, but go over things. And we need to get things out of our system. We need to burn our energy, burn off let off steam, burn off the brain with analyzations. The mind has to burn itself out. It's like if you haven't walked in a while, you gotta get up and walk or you're gonna be stiff. And the mind does the same thing. It's gonna get stuck in its emotions. And I say it because it's not really you. Like you don't want drama, you don't want, To think bad of others. You don't want to think that their intentions or motives or any of that are bad. When you're doing this on a regular basis to yourself. Like, it's not something you want to do. But... And I hate to say this because I know a lot of us are against our stories and we're against even having a story in the first place. And I totally agree with that. But you have to give yourself space to go through the story. And you have to train yourself to understand that nobody else cares about the story, but you sometimes, and to think about this to really go through it in your mind, replay it if you have to. Play it again and again and again and again. Don't talk about it as much as possible. If you have to write it down, I've gotten so involved in this kind of work that I can kind of do a lot of it in my mind, and that's why future journaling has become very relevant and, in fact, more relevant and productive and useful to me than sitting down and having to write and type everything out. And when I do write and type everything out, it's more on an artistic, creative basis. And there can be a little bit of story in there that inspires the writing, of course, but it's not so much having to therapeutically write everything that's happening around you. It's always good to do that. It's very healthy to do that. And that could be a method for you when you're first getting started, but you can get so involved into your work. Into your deep work in progress. That you're doing this in your mind. You're replaying your story of what you have of other people. Of what you have and what's going on in your life. Sometimes people have to let you know up front. I've had to let others know up front, frankly, too. Like, you know what? Don't worry about it. And other people have definitely had to tell me Time and time again, we don't know the whole story. Don't worry about it. And that's something that we have to learn, and that's why it's better to do this alone. It doesn't mean you don't talk to anybody and don't get to that. If there is something you're going over with somebody or something's happening and you're in a group of people or you're a couple and this is within you and your couple between you and your spouse or partner or partners, depending on your relationship style or everything like that. You need space to go over things together. But then, again, preoccupation is going to be your best use of time. If that means you decide to go out to uh, cook dinner is the more productive thing to do rather than going out to you if you can it depends on your living situation though and it's going to depend on where you're at in life and where you're even what your location is currently like what where you're at your location right now um your living arrangements your life structure that kind of thing maybe you're in a phase in life where it's very much um more practical for you to eat ramen noodles or a cup of soup or Hot Pockets, and I happen to love ramen noodles, I happen to love Hot Pockets. My body grew out of that stuff though, it doesn't sit well and all that kind of stuff and so sometimes you have to just immerse yourself in an activity and that's going to give you space to analyze in your mind. You want to go over something so bad, it's that important to you? Immerse yourself in a physical activity so that you're giving your mind a mental space. I was watching something a couple weeks ago. I can't even keep track anymore of who it was, what show it was, but something on probably YouTube or podcast where they were talking about give yourself something physical to do that you don't have to think about. So that your mind can go over its complex uh, activities of story and the structure around the story and what caused this to happen and what is causing the other person to react this way, what is causing you to overreact, all these kinds of things, right? And then you know what happens is once you've kind of gotten to where you've done that and you've... You're going to eventually be like, you know, I'm actually enjoying myself in this activity. And regardless of what happens or what the intentions were of the other person or why they are acting this way in the office, for instance, especially, there's office politics everywhere. Even if you're not working in an office, you're dealing with a ton of people. We all work with people in our lives, even there is a ton of office politics that sometimes you cannot get away from. Like, it's not that we like complaining. Sometimes I think we overvent. It is very, in fact, annoying. And I don't blame anyone who is, in fact, annoyed by it. It's something to work on when it comes to community neighborhoods and loud music and office politics and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's... And th- again, this is why this practice is very important to work on. Something I've realized and recognized through listening to podcasts and, uh, kind of the insight that I've started to do myself once I got away from being plugged in. Because I don't agree with this notion that your phone is your enemy necessarily or that, you know, social media is to blame for everything. Um, we have to take responsibility for ourselves, and we've always had social, backwards, little shallow things before social media anyway, and, um, I can only imagine what were written on caveman walls, what the women would write about each other. (laughs) Um, but... I love that I was able to launch in this morning with you. In an already started episode, I didn't have to really start anything out. Um, and so that's the thing is when it comes to overventing. Don't beat yourself up don't beat yourself up over over venting. Even if somebody tells you it's annoying, even if somebody is alluding that it's kind of like ridiculous. Maybe it is. Maybe they don't understand the situation because they're not experiencing it for sure. But then at the same time, we all could work on something. We're all, this is a work in progress. Somebody told me the other day, you don't have to do all, you don't have to over worry so much. You're not a work in progress. And I don't think they meant, I don't think they know necessarily what that means. But we got to kind of go over things and the person was kind of distant from the situation and they were saying that I think what they were trying to do is make me feel better in a situation that it's like you're there, you've got this, you're not a work in progress. But what they didn't realize is that work in progress is the compliment, it's not the insult. And so that could be, sometimes judgment comes in the form of attempting, it's not always in the form of, like, mean, vindictive, maliciousness, can overly, that starts out with concern that goes bigger and bigger and bigger. Sometimes it's simply, it's genuinely the concern that, yes, it, it it's a big concern, but it's a pop-up concern, and a pop-up concern I like to call this a pop-up concern because it's something that was not long term, it was not festering in your mind necessarily. It's something that you that you uh you get when somebody is doing a pattern that you don't like and you overreact and you lash out, and just stop it, whatever it is. And so based on all of that, it's very much fair to say that when you go over your story and you overvent to not beat yourself up like we are social creatures it doesn't mean it's right to overvent it doesn't make it less annoying for somebody that is doesn't want to put up with it but at the same time you gotta pick the people you relate to in the situation, first off, that are going through it with you, that have the same experience you do, and then are frankly in the same class that you are, because we have to understand and accept the fact that people, even your closest family members or your closest friends or your closest, uh, your people that are around and that you've had around are going to be in different classes and we have to accept that and it's not a very nice or just world out there and the thing about this is some people are so inexperienced with your class, maybe they've experienced a taste of a lower class, but they got out of it quickly, they ran away quickly because it wasn't with them, and they realized, like, they could have it so much better. Maybe they couldn't handle it, and they they weren't contributing to grow the lower class in their family or something like that. And so what ends up happening is they go back into what they're familiar with, which is more of a an easier life. And so what ends up happening is that they don't really relate as much. And sometimes people have never been in the lower class, but they're not going to relate to you clearly as much as you may have thought or as you may have wanted. And not that you want people to struggle, but it's in trying to maintain relationships and interpersonal interactions is what is happening, and so you have to really understand who you're talking to when you're deciding to talk about this stuff, because they're going to have their own judgments about what you're going through, and they're going to say, well, you did it, you brought it on yourself, or you made this decision, or you signed up for this, because they have no clue that, in fact... Some things happened, some very unprepared things that got you to this spot in your life at the bottom, some of the long-term decisions that you could have made better, you had no idea, no awareness, you were not sober, and definitely, I want to cover more on sobriety in this podcast, I think it's actually very important. You were not sober at the time of your decision making, though. And so to some people, you know, and even, I don't just mean in alcoholism or, although that is a part of it, but what ends up happening is you, you're not prepared and you're using alcohol or pills or whatever it is to cope. And then maybe you stop and you think everything's going to get better because I've stopped all of this and... In fact, I deserve for everything to get better because I've stopped. It's like a moral attachment. But then some things that, some results happen as a result, or some outcomes happen, rather, as a result of being unprepared, not planning. And it's very harsh when somebody tells you, it's a harsh judgment on their part, actually, when they're letting you know that this is, In fact, you're kind of dealing with it, you're kind of get over it, or when somebody is saying something like, you just think you have to have the same resources as me. Because your interpersonal relationships are not merged so much together, and they don't want to be anyway. To where you know you don't want to be. Like you're not going to want to be merged so close together. And you're going to find eventually. Later on that. The classes are probably divided. By. Not only your choice. But other choices. That you've grown up with. And. I think we've kind of. Put too much of a hierarchy on class systems. And it's more about luxury versus non, comfort versus what reality is, all this kind of stuff. And so I want to go over, because I think it's important. It's not so much about the hierarchy of the classes, and I want to reiterate that a little bit because it's more about the level uh um, the mind. And so, we need to divide these judgments up. And there's judgments of the elite, which is those that are really, really comfortable. And kind of have that class system. Because this is the way the world is, is going the elite where you have bloodlines and I'm not talking about Illuminati, I'm not talking about, I don't really believe in conspiracy theories or any of that, I'm talking about the people you know in your life where you maybe don't understand, like you can't relate in certain ways and your experiences are very different. And I know we know a few, we've got a few friends, right? that have no clue and it's really hard to understand because in some ways they're really, really cool, but in other ways they have no clue and they're not gonna be the people that you need to relate all this bullshit to about your life because they have this very limited view on the world based on their experiences. And it's not necessarily that they're bad for it. They just have a completely different life. And we need to understand it's not about class. It's about a person's life and circumstances and situations. And so when somebody says something to the effect of... Some people just think that they should have the same resources... That's an elitist judgment. It doesn't mean that the person is necessarily in, you know, a bad person. They could be extremely creative in their own way or things like that, but you're not gonna want to relate your life to them. You're not gonna want to necessarily, it might just be kind of an interpersonal interaction where you're creating and You're sharing thoughts completely on your gallery that you sell paintings at. And you're not sharing your thoughts on how to make it through each day in life. They don't have that problem. They're very comfortable. They're not going, what are you really going to, you know, get mad at them for it? Because they're not going to relate and they think that their family has worked hard, whether or not they worked hard for their own uh resources, their family has worked hard for their resources. So in hindsight, it's very scary to think that people who are struggling, you know, as these judgments come up, it's very scary for that person to think that, you know, maybe there can be ways of obtaining, not luxury items necessarily, but it's not about even the same resources of, like, food should be free and all the time and we shouldn't even try to work or any of this kind of stuff. It's more based on the same level of security that somebody else who doesn't need to worry about anybody has already whereas their side of this imaginary story is that well you completely deserve the resources or you deserve the limitations that you have because you chose to live this way and there's not a whole lot of empathy in kind of your elitist friend or your elitist family member when it comes to these things there's empathy of wishing you well and things like that but you're not going to get a lot of empathy there's uh, people in your family that might even have two houses and they're not renting you one you might need one you might need a home but they're not going to be the ones to rent you their home, even if they're your sibling, they might send you some money and really help you out in that way at the time, and that might really help you out of an urgent situation that you need to leave, but they're not renting you one of their houses. Their house is, they worked hard on it, and so instead they have the right to sell it to somebody who will pay the money that they want and things like this. They're not thinking about you getting evicted or you uh, losing a family member who shared in the responsibility that you'd had. And all of a sudden, you're out of a home because you had a system that was working wonderfully and you were able to get healthier, you were able to work together, but that system is gone. And that's why the kind of the elitist life that people might even live based on kind of their family's work and things like this. Uh, maybe they've made the choice to be comfortable in that environment. But one day we got to recognize that not everybody is the same as each other. We want equality. And in a lot of ways, we've advanced in society. But when your life is a courtroom and you're being judged for wanting a little more equality, wanting a little more security and safety. Not security as in, like, I have life insurance necessarily, but security, I mean, that's always good, too, but security as in I need a roof over my head kind of resources. I want to stay off the streets kind of resources. Uh... I want to go somewhere safe kind of resources. Um, and somebody's judging you harshly and has a hammer in their hand and things like that. That hammer is the hardest thing they have, really. The heaviest thing they might even hold. So you have to excuse people for their limited worldview when being, when they're judging. And, Ultimately, we want, you know, this could even be your people that you're working with. Even the professionals you have to work with. Um, so it goes from, you know, friends, family, professionals you're working with who, you know, you're trying to work together, but there's an issue of a And it matters, you know, very much to relate well to that person and all that kind of stuff, but we want our society to be so advanced, right? So advanced to the point of being... to where people are able to have homes and never have to worry about it, and their families have multiple homes, their families are paying rent for their grown-up children to live in their houses so that they can never have to worry about a roof over their head, even when they're, you know, middle-aged. It's crazy, it's crazy. And it's, it's, it's a totally different world sometimes to be in. And it's a totally different way of relating to people. And the reason why equality is really difficult, true equality, medical insurance, is because you have very stage blue minded people. They may not know their stage blue, but they're very stage blue minded in a lot of ways. They have a certain way that they've lived and they don't know of any other way. We've kind of gotten that. But there's this relating problem to each other this person has privilege well maybe this person worked hard but this other person as a result of this person working hard or these people as a result of the elders working hard these people now have privilege because of it and it's something that you gotta accept and enjoy and be grateful for if in fact you're on the side of that fence And not be sad and miserable about it, not be tired all the time, but be actually grateful and use your opportunities to travel, to go to other countries if you want, or simply enjoy your day that you have. And so, as I've talked about here on the podcast, I've lived... um, in both sides and have a family with both sides. So I kind of understand very much that, like, even family is not going to relate all the time. To the one that's in your family that has struggled and has less than you and has kids to take care of and has struggled with sobriety, hold your judgments, you know? Who do you think you are? And to the one in your family who is elitist, and who is, you know, not sharing their resources, they're, if they don't want to have empathy for you and your struggles, you can be the better person and have empathy for them and their limits, limited worldview. Because that's why we don't have full equality because of lack of empathy and compassion. You know, nobody's taking you by the hand and saying, I'm going to show you how to work hard. Something we have to learn to find ourselves. It's not even something we found fully. It's something we have to learn to find. We have to learn to earn, really. And um most of us don't have the luxury of sitting back and doing nothing. And that's why we judge each other so harshly because we all live so, so differently based on what we think is important. It is very important to in fact to be accountable and responsible for yourself. It is extremely important to be accountable and responsible for your living arrangements. But it is also just as equally important, and perhaps underestimated on my part, to be, to get away from the story, to understand I'm only gonna relate to myself in a lot of areas in life, but cherish the moments when we can come together over creativity, when we can come together over the different things that are more than just hobbies to us. That is the only way we're gonna form equality is through art. Nobody wants to be mad at each other. Nobody wants, ultimately, it's a misunderstanding is what these judgments are. When you're the one in the courtroom sitting there while this judge is harshly judging you it's a misunderstanding in this in being that life is a courtroom it's a misunderstanding of each other because we all have limited world views based on our lack of experience it's not that the other person has a lack of experience because you've never had to experience Somebody sitting there wishing that people would work hard and that well, why is the, why is, uh, the world the way it is and human rights are an illusion and all this kind of stuff. They're sitting there. Maybe they don't have to do shit in their life. They don't have to worry about anything. They don't have to take care of anyone. But it makes them angry all the same that people are. Wanting to share the resources because they're scared and threatened. It's like building the wall It's just as political except it's on a very small scale between your friends and your family and We're all struggling Equally within in different ways of relating and That is kind of what we have to accept all of us It's hard to understand when somebody has more than you, it's hard to empathize with them, but it's very possible to empathize and feel for them and feel for their, because humans are not meant to do nothing. And it's, there's an energy that they feel. And if they're not in shape, they're going to be tired all the time. And getting up early is going to be a struggle. Staying up is going to be a struggle. There's empathy, and compassion, and not getting... Not overthinking that it's you, not taking it personally, not getting attached to the story, but recognizing that there's a struggle when somebody is not burning the energy that is a natural human function we're animals, right? So it's a natural human function to hunt and gather resources. But if somebody doesn't have to do that, they're going to have this like stiff body all the time, this stiff mind all the time, because they haven't got up and stress. Your legs are in pain. And I've had to tell this to I had to teach myself this. I had to teach my daughter this. Your legs are in pain because they're bent up all the time and they're stiff and you have not moved your legs. You've ran around, but then you never stretch. You have to stretch before a run. You have to stretch out and circulate your body and your muscles and your mind and stimulate your mind by actually doing things and being busy. Because it's not natural and you're not going to be able to live a long life if you fucking don't. I'm sorry, but that's the case. If you don't want to, if you don't care about it, do the same thing. And this could mean that you go with your... Even if it's you and your siblings getting together, fuck everybody else, just you and your siblings, your brother, your sister, getting together and going to the gym. Maybe you don't feel comfortable with other people, but... It's you have to have something to do to stimulate. And there's an empathy that happens when you see people that it's very hard to relate to, but they don't have that. And just like you may struggle with learning how to earn money. I know I do. I'm very creative. I could do this and treat it like a work day completely and be very professional about the way I spend my time. Not that this podcast isn't really professional by any means. And not that I'm a professional brand that is going out and posting on social media all the time, although I do play around with platforms. That's something I also kind of, it doesn't come naturally to me, admittedly. Um, And so learning how to do that is kind of, it's more about playing around a little bit um, and things like that. And so for somebody to have empathy for me is really, really strong. And so for me to have empathy for somebody with not a lot of time to spend time with their family or not having to do anything and not understanding it is essential. And it's going to surprise you as to why empathy is essential. And it's in order to get out of the courtroom, this is going to be your dismissal is this empathy and compassion. Get yourselves out of the courtroom right now of life. Walk out. Just put your hand on the door. Close your eyes. Put your hand on the door of this courtroom and walk out. You're free to go. Dismissed. Case dismissed. That's it. And that is why empathy is so essential. For mental health, for all this. And the best part is you're detached from your story. But you have to go through this in your own mind. You have to go through this. Yourself. If you're the person sitting on the elite side of this with a family that just has everything or you just have everything and maybe you've earned it and you kind of forget where you came from or maybe you just never had to deal with anything else. Have empathy for the person that struggles every day. It doesn't mean you have to hand them anything or do anything. You don't have to do shit, but understand that even if they somewhat made decisions years ago um, that their living arrangements uh, were not really planned in a long-term kind of a way um, and they weren't really communicating with those that were involved in all that about the importance of living arrangements and access and all this kind of stuff or working hard and having to move for a job and keeping the job or whatever it is. It's all about instead of being mad and judging them for being in their struggle, instead of judging homeless people for being homeless or people for not having food or any of this kind of thing, just understand, even if you can't give it to them, even if, you know, I've had to say no too. I'm not innocent in all this I've had to say no even recently um to those that don't know how to get it for themselves and so what I've had to recognize is that they're themselves they need people to kind of help them more they need etc xyz and to hope that they get this for themselves hope and pray um and to recognize if you yourself are dealing with this. And then you feel lighter, you can get on with your day, not holding these heavy hammers in your hand. And maybe if you're working with people in these situations, Your work will become easier when you have a little compassion that they are the reason you have a job in the first place because of their struggles and their lack of work ethic, supposedly, and all this kind of stuff. It's not so much even lack of work ethic. It's maybe lack of preparation sometimes. And so that's what this comes down to. Take care of yourself as you do this process. Take care of your life regardless of how different it is to others. It's not going to always be equal all the time, but it's going, it can be compassionate, compassionate and non-judgmental if that's what you want. But everybody's going to make their own choices and we're going to have to work around those and live our life knowing that not everybody is going to be non-judgmental. And so in regards to all of this, that's what we have to understand. So anyway, you can always contact me in the ways that I've mentioned at the beginning of this episode. You can look in the podcast description or the podcast bio. Take care of yourself, take care of your life, take care of each other. And let's stay connected.